The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursiffingpoint.com, by Michter's American Whiskies, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I am doing something different today. Uh, normally, I have a guest on, and we talk about uh, whiskey and their careers and music. But something happened to me that required me to do a solo show. I'm telling you right now, I am absolutely perplexed. I am without a doubt actually angry over this. And I wanted to use this as an opportunity to kind of like talk about it, maybe to vent. I mean, this is my podcast, so I can kind of do whatever I want on it. But this is going to be a little therapeutic for me. So so, so bear, bear with me. And I'll get into all that uh, here in a minute. But first, I, you know, I want to make sure everyone knows what's going on. What I got a lot of cool stuff going on. If you haven't already, head on over to Dash Radio. I've got my own segment over there called the Minic Minute airing on Dash X every week on Monday. And it replays throughout the week. So make sure you're checking that out. Uh, they're also taking on the, the podcast. So you might be able to hear that in between some sweet tunes. Um, yeah, so I'm just just really excited about that relationship with Dash Radio. I also started a barrel club, so if you want to check that out, you can go to uh, craftshack.com and you'll see you'll see a special whiskey club that I've got going. I can't I can't tell you how excited I'm about that. I got a smoke wagon, 13 year old coming up that's going to be absolutely divine. I cannot wait for that. And I've got a lot of really, really great podcast guests coming up. I've got NFL Hall of Fame finalist Charles Woodson going to be up pretty soon. And a lot of uh, people in the hip-hop and rock and country scenes going to be on the show. We're going to be drinking whiskey, talking all about it. Now, I promise you that I've got a vent coming on. And I'm going to fill this airwave with, with as much like passion as I possibly can about this subject but I am absolutely perplexed as to why Billy Idol has not won a Grammy. And I am perplexed as to why Billy Idol is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe it when I saw this. Now, I consider myself a big music buff. I love music. I just, it's like, that's why I created this show. It's because it's my two passions, whiskey and music, where I am able to like pair whiskey to musician palettes and, you know, sip whiskey with them and educate them. And the reason why I love musicians is because they're artistically focused. They're always thinking. And so they're, they can connect their palette very quickly to their, their brain for like some kind of creative conversation about the whiskey. So I absolutely love that. And I would love to interview Billy Idol one day. That would be awesome for me. Um, but I'm going to get into the depth of why this is so upsetting for me uh here in a minute but first a word from our sponsors 291 colorado whiskey aims to create a -a one-of-a-kind bold and beautiful colorado whiskey rugged refined rebellious distillery 291 is an award-winning small batch whiskey distillery located in colorado springs colorado nestled in the shadow of pikes peak Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. 
he set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Victor's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Now, the reason why this came to mind, okay, the reason why I even started, you know, going down this Billy Idol rabbit hole was he was recently trending on Twitter which, you know, this happens sometimes, you know, a, a celebrity starts trending on Twitter and I click on it and I just start like going down the rabbit hole and everyone clicks on these things, hoping, praying that they're like, you know, celebrity icon, you know, idol is, is still alive and there's nothing wrong. And you see that, you see that, uh, that, um, Denzel Washington meme where they, he goes, you know, he's like, you know, breathing a, like a sigh of relief that everything's okay. And I certainly did that with Billy Idol when I saw that trending. But the he was trending because someone had uncovered this 1983 MT interview, MTV interview where he was basically ripping on MTV for not playing black artists. He was talking about like why aren't why aren't you all playing more, more black artists? And he, the the person he was talking to, was like, "Well, you know, we we got to think about all of our viewers. We got to think about this." And this is 1983, you know. And Billy Idol was really pushing him, really pushing him hard, saying like, "You know, in England, the United Kingdom, and Europe, people love black music, and you all aren't playing it here in the United States, where it's all being made." And you know, this guy pushed back. He's like, "Well, we have to, you know, that makes people uncomfortable." And Billy Idol's like, "Well." It doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make, uh, you know, you should be playing it. And he pressed hard. I mean, really, really hard on this. And it was, it was uh, for the gentleman sitting in the other side of Billy Idol, it had to be a very uncomfortable conversation for him because he was trying to stand up for his network. And that was their belief of the time. That was a lot of people's belief of the time. And sadly, I mean, if you look at the where we are now, 
And if if people would have, um, you know, had the courage to, you know, say, play those musicians at that time, we may be in a very different situation than we are now. But of course, we know we're all still, you know, dealing with a lot of civil rights issues that really should have been dealt with 40, 50 years ago. But, you know, that being said, I, I look at Billy Idol's career and I think to myself, this guy is a rock, a pop icon. I mean, he completely, you know, changed the, the culture of what we think about punk. I mean, he made spiky hair cool. I mean, he's got this lip curler, you know, I mean, he's got, he's just got so many things that changed music and he didn't win a Grammy. I mean, he still could, don't get me wrong, but he, he was up for three nominations, did not win. Did not win. And that's, I mean, there's always great music out coming out every year. So he was up for, um, uh, in the 27th Annual Grammy Awards in 1984, Rebel Yell was up for uh, Grammy for Best uh, Rock Vocal Performance. The 29th Annual one in 1986, To Be a Lover, was up for Best Rock Vocal Performance. And the 33rd, 1990, Cradle of Love, was up for one. So there's obviously some snubs here, some great music that he had, like Money, Money, White Wedding, uh, Night Crawling, you know, Dancing With Myself, just, you know, a few that I can think of that really could have, should have been in that, you know, that nomination list. He did lose to some good people. I mean, he lost to, um, you know, in 1984, he lost to Bruce Springsteen, which that's going to be, that, that's a tough one. You know, if you're going to lose to someone... I got to think that Bruce Springsteen is one. Um, in 1986, you know, you know that was definitely a year that you know to be a lover. I, I really do think was one of his, uh, uh, one of his like you know greatest ever. You know, 1986, he lost to Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer's "Addicted to Love," you know, <laughs> beat out. Uh, uh, beat out to be a lover so apparently 1986 was the year of love um yeah i, I don't know I, I i think that um i definitely think that billy idol should have you know probably you know but i'm not a voter on the grammys i'm not a voter on the grammys and then his uh 19 his 1991 um, cradle cradle of love staying staying in the love world right lost to uh eric clapton you know so he lost to you know Three really strong recording artists, but you know, I think I think when you look at his his career as a whole, he, he probably had some snubs in there as finalists as well. And I just don't, I, I just don't see, I just don't see how Billy Idol has not won a, a Grammy. But that's as awards go, it, it's all about those who uh, who vote on them. Now, I think that what's even more egregious that he's not in the rock and roll hall of fame yet. And I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I feel like he changed. I feel like Billy Idol changed music. You know, he changed music. He was essentially the face of largely rock and roll, um, music television, which of course is what we, how we consumed music for a very long time. Music TV is very different today, but I don't know. You got you got to ask yourself why is he not in that? Why is he not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
I think that's a really good question to ask. Now, that being said, he had seven studio albums, 12 songs on the Billboard Hot 100. And, you know, he may have another one yet, but he's had four top 10 hits on the on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to actually, you know, take some time to pick my favorite Billy Idol songs and pair them to to bourbons, okay? So Dancing With Myself is one that is the is sort of the first release, you know, that is kind of his, you know, this is when he breaks away from Gen X. Uh, and it climbs to number 27 on the Billboard's uh, hot one, you know, the the party chart. And, you know, this is the the beat, the punk nature of it, the desire to be young again once you're once you're listening, when you're listening to this, to me, this reminds me of a really great craft whiskey, something that's outside of the norm, something that you don't think about when you're talking about like American whiskey. I'm giving this to Woodenville. Woodenville is a beautiful, um, beautiful craft distillery out of Washington. Now they are, they do have a larger parent company now in Remy Martin, but they have a, they still have that kind of like craft appeal and they're making great, great whiskey. In fact, one of them, uh, a couple years ago, one of their, one of their whiskeys about beat Pappy Van Winkle on one of my blind tastings. But uh, really, really great whiskey. And I think Dancing with Myself is a great pairing for, for Woodenville and both like in flavor profile to to match it, as well as the, as well as the as the arc of of what, uh, Woodenville is and Dancing with Myself is. Uh, Rebel Yell, obviously, you got to say Billy Idol's song, Rebel Yell. I mean, that's just it. And that's it's not even close. Rebel Yell is indeed the perfect pairing for Rebel Yell. Now, they did drop the name of Rebel Yell. Now it's just Rebel. But, you know, the obviously the term Rebel Yell, it's connected to you know the civil war and it's also connect it's also connected to uh billy idol's song but rebel yell came out long before billy idol's song so but it just kind of attached itself to that song as well as you know a lot of other rock um you know they were drinking rebel yell backstage at kiss so a lot of a lot of interesting rock history with the bourbon itself and rebel yell but i think you cannot pair another whiskey with that Billy Idol song, Rebel Yell. So, Moni Moni, uh, pop culture iconic. It's, it is uh, his number one hit. It is, the, it, is, it is Billy Idol through and through. This will be played in movies and commercials forever. And I feel like the most iconic bourbon that we have right now that will stand the test of time, and you just look and you think of the bottle – is much like the lyrics to Moni Moni, and that is Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark is indeed iconic. It stands by itself, uh, not uh, you know, not judging the whiskey itself, but just solely that bottle is as iconic as the song Moni Moni. Now, White Wedding, you're at a party. Maybe there's some drugs. Maybe there's an orgy going in the back. There's all kinds of random shit going on. You brought your cousin, but he took off. Maybe he's like in the middle of getting arrested three blocks down with his pants off. 
I mean, crazy shit's going on while you're listening to White Wedding. It's always at that crazy party when someone's doing coke in the back and there's all kinds of shit going on over there and you're just praying that nobody has a gun, you know. And that, to me, is the bad boy bourbon. This is the party that you can't... You see it everywhere you go. Uh, It's in the hands of Slash. It's in the hands of Lemmy from Motorhead. And that's Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is consumed everywhere, whether it's a good times or bad boy parties. But to me, White Wedding just screams Jack Daniels. So uh, the next one up is night crawling. You're clubbing and you're having a good time, but you're also just just a little depressed, you know, you're you're thinking about the best you've ever had but you know still you're having a good time in the club you know so it's basically you're 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 in the moment of a club with night crawling and you're just thinking to yourself it used to be more fun it used to be better so to me that this is the this is the bourbon you can't find anymore and this is the bourbon that you can't you can't find and you get really really depressed when you can't you know basically when you can't find it you know, so so this night crawling is Weller twelve year old. Because you used to be able to find it. Now you can't. And when you do find it, it's far too expensive and it's not worth that money. And it you think about when you used to buy buy it for twenty two bucks. So night crawling is a little bit of the get a little depressed. So Eyes Without a Face, on the other hand, might be my favorite Billy Idol song to see in video form. I just love it. I think in video, you know, Billy Idol's like looking straight in the camera and he's got his lip curl. It's like, it was really my introduction to Billy Idol was this song on MTV. But there's this, he's got, you know, he's doing that. He, in addition to like showing his like famous lip curl and his fist, he's going, you know, I mean, and I can't do it. Nobody can do it. He's Billy Idol. It's Billy freaking Idol. He's got these dancers in the video that are slapping their asses kind of like a drum set. And there, there's this whole say your prayers line that gives you a feeling that it's a kind of classic 1980s overzealous religious parents standing over you, judging you while you're holding a Led Zeppelin tape. I mean, not saying that happened to me, but maybe it did happen to me. So this is a bourbon that can stand up to religion and judgmental standards you know, it can stand up to the bull mess of like, you shouldn't be drinking that, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, we're constantly being judged everywhere all the time. And so Eyes Without a Face is that. It's the stand-up uh, breaking outside of the judgmental zone. And so you need something that is strong and can make your lip curl. And for me, that's Booker's. Booker's is a is a bourbon that is as a no apologies bourbon has been around for a while uh since 1987 and it has been something that year in year out continues to impress um it's available but it will also make your lip curl and it's it'll break you outside of the judgmental zone of bourbon so there's a lot of people in bourbon who judge you will call you taters if you spend too much money and if you buy bookers you're gonna be okay you might get a little lip curl action. Cradle of Love. Talked about that one uh, earlier. This one was up for a Grammy. You know, this is about love and gets me to thinking about all the love lost. And it gets me to thinking about breakups and marital fights. And you can really 
can go down like a slippery slope like why did you leave me and you can get down that whole like pit of your argument of of in your belly that's still there and you're going through these arguments that you had 10 15 years ago like no you said that i didn't say that and so this is um to me cradle of love is not a bourbon one i'm i'm skipping the bourbon and going straight tequila and if you know, and if I'm listening to this song, I'm just hoping, and I'm drinking this, I'm just hoping I don't wind up in a ditch with my pants off. I'm just saying, credit of love just gets you down a slippery slope. Now, the flesh of fantasy, the rhythm and feel for this is, you know, deep from uh, Billy's deep and echoing voice. You know, this always makes me feel like, you know, he could have done heavy metal. You know, he could have done like anything. It just shows you like the the depth of of his talents like he could have been like a a a vocalist in you know somewhere not not necessarily opera but that level of stage where he's singing classical or he's like on a broadway tune or something like he's just to me this flesh of fantasy shows billy idol's vocal talent in a big way and i've always listened to this song and thought to myself hmm I wonder if we could give him a mask and let him uh, just, you know, trade places with Corey Taylor one day on Slipknot. I just think that would be really, really cool if he did that. And so, uh, to me, this is it's going to sound weird to a lot of people, but let me explain. This is the song that showed that Billy Idol could do anything. And to me, the bourbon that showed those whiskey world that bourbon could stand up to scotch more so than any other bourbon was pappy van winkle yeah i know today we're like oh can't find it it's so it's unobtainable it's i'm gonna have to spend three thousand dollars those things are all true and that sucks but in the 1990s pappy van winkle was a bourbon that showed the world that bourbon could be as good as scotch and so when it took on scotch it kind of like gave the rest of the world a little bit of a notification that folks bourbon is here so it just shows the flexibility so to me this song uh flesh of fantasy shows uh, billy idol's talent as a vocalist more so than any other song so in pappy van winkle showed the whiskey world the talents of bourbon more so than any other bourbon uh, in the 1990s. So uh, next up, my and my last one. I know there are other great songs he's done, but these are the these are the ones I chose for pairings because they just kind of stood out to me. Catch my fall. The opening just feels like a, the epic 1980s teenager movie where these where the kids get like you know abducted and murdered by a chainsaw massacre or Freddy. Or Halloween, it just it just has that like opening like eerie nineteen eighties teenagers are about to get killed near a lake kind of feel, but there's also like you get out of that opening, and it jumps into like a saxophone, and you got the patented Billy Billy Idol voice, and so I this is one to me that this is a bourbon that starts one way and finishes another. And there's really there's one bourbon to me that always is like on the nose. It's like, meh, 
And then I taste it, and it's like, oh, you know what? It's good, and sometimes it's great. You know, so like the, and that's Blade and Bow. Now, Blade and Bow is a Diageo product, and we don't exactly know where all those stocks are, but I do know that they do a filtration method on that that make that kind of nullifies a little bit of that nose. So to me, so this is a Blade and Bow starts out one way, and it finishes another. And so, listen, Billy Idol, Billy Idol may not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He may not have a Grammy, but he has nothing but my respect, and I have uh, enjoyed, you know, listening to his catalog and going through my memory banks as well to come up what I think are the best pairings for Billy Idol music. And basically, these are also pairings that are influenced by the song and how those bourbons are. So I encourage all of you all to sit down one day, stream to some Billy Idol, and pair to these wonderful songs. Now, with that being said, I'm I'm looking to do probably some more of these solo uh, episodes. Please let me know what you think of these. Go to fredminnick.com and uh, shoot me a note saying, like, what do you think of the, the solo episodes? Do you like them? Do you do not? You would rather have, like, a... Uh, the interview going on, but I like I like the pairing of the whiskeys. I like talking about this stuff, and you know I, I may actually spend a, a good amount of time on those who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'll tell you, there's a really good website called uh, BestClassicBands.com. I got on there was just taking a look, uh, and I, I'm amazed by the by the uh, bands that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. B-52s, are you kidding me? The B-52s should definitely be on there with Love Shack and Rock Lobster. I mean, they kind of like, they are like Dance City Rock. Uh, Pat Benatar, of course, we had her husband on on the show before, Neil Giraldo, and he has a whiskey out called Three Chords, by the way. Uh, She's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a shocker. But, I, I mean, that's one of those where, you know, that's going to get rectified. Pat Benatar is not going to be out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for long. Uh, Tim Buchanan, Jimmy Buffett's not in the Hall of Fame. The Cadillacs, Freddie Cannon, Phil Collins. Look, I I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Phil Collins one way or another regarding Genesis, but I thought Phil Collins was amazing in his solo career, but he should totally be in there. Duran Duran is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Your rhythmics, I can see your rhythmics. Um, you know, Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart, both incredible. But I can see that one taking a little time. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like in the NFL Hall of Fame. It took a long time for people to respect wide receivers, and I feel like your rhythmics. You know, with the Sith Pop, they tend to Sith Pop tends to not get the respect that it deserves, in my opinion. So uh, I, I think we'll see them in at some point. Fog Hat. How is Foghat not in the Hall of Fame? That's crazy. The Go-Go's, you know, I can see the Go-Go's, you know, you know because they were the first female all-female band. Maybe that maybe that's why they got a little bit of that misogynistic stuff in the early going, but definitely let them in now. But you can go and take a look at that uh, at that website. Uh, again, that's uh, bestclassicbands.com bestclassicbands.com and NXS is not in there. I can ah, that's a tough one. Is 
that that's a tough one. That one might be it might be on the horizon because they had their they've had so many hits and meant so much to so many people. Cindy Lopper's not in. Wow, that's a that's one I would not have expected. But in um, Motorhead, how is Motorhead? Meatloaf, George Michael. My goodness, I guess there's just so many great bands over the years that you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a very difficult job. Uh, to get them in I, I imagine having a vote on something like that and they say you can only have four in or five in or something I imagine that's got to be one of the most difficult difficult um, predicaments to be in oh my goodness I couldn't even imagine I couldn't I seriously I couldn't do it I don't think I could I can I could pull that off I'd be voting for all of them but Billy Idol if I had a vote you would have gotten my vote every year and then again on Sunday so I may have broken the rules just to get you in. But uh, that's going to do it for me this week, everybody. Again, make sure you go to fredminnick.com, fredminnick.com, and shoot me an email about what you thought about the format of this week's episode. I'm looking to do maybe a solo once a month like this so I can have uh, have a little bit more of my injecture into the uh, into the music world and pairing some bourbons to them. I think that'll be a lot of fun. But listen, I've had a great time here. I hope you did too. Make sure you click the subscribe button on however you get your podcast and give us a review. This will help us uh, with the algorithm lords. The algorithm lords dictate everything these days. And when you give a give us a review, it helps other people find us. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Big shout out to my producer, Pamela Fur. She just overcame COVID. Listen, you don't want to mess with that redhead. She will kick that ass to include COVID, folks. And a big shout out to my uh, video editor, Jason, who's always doing a great job for me. And Kevin Gibson, who does the show notes. And of course, the sponsorship team, Justin Zweig, carries Gary Krantz. Appreciate you guys and my manager, Clay Bush, let's have a great 2021 together. And be safe out there, everybody. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com, by Michter's American Whiskies, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. Fred Minnick.